Entrepreneur on Fire 555. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. We all hate spam. With MailRoute, you get cloud-based email filtering that keeps the spam out and so much more. For a free trial, go to MailRoute.net and enter promo code EOF for 10% off the lifetime of your account. Behind fear and lack of confidence, design projects are what I see hold entrepreneurs back most. Luckily, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Yana Schubert. Yana, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Yana is the creator and host of Alive in Berlin, a global gathering of world changers in Europe's most exciting city happening this May. She is also an international results coach who challenges you to be unreasonable and create the life and work you are truly excited about. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Yana. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure, John. And I'm super, super stoked to be here today. Well, and let's be very clear. You are stoked. And it's 11.10 p.m. in Germany right now. So you are a trooper, girl. Yes, I am. I, I have to correct you though slightly because I am in the UK, based in the UK, I, though I am German. So that gives away part of my story already because I have you know, left my home country, Germany, when I was about 21, 11 oh, wow. years ago. And so I'm kind of, you know, I have settled in quite nicely here on a farm in rural England. Um, but it, along the path, obviously, I've not always been a coach. I've really gone through quite a lot of different transformations and like a snake skinned, you know, shed my skin a couple of times um, by first really starting off being a PR journalist. So my, my very first work was as, a, uh, as an editor in a PR and advertising company. And I went on to becoming a marketeer and, uh, you know, it actually went on to study that as well when I came here to the UK and did a, a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing communications, which I absolutely adored. It was really one of the best times in my life because I'm a bit of a land junkie. So I could have like, I felt such a luxury to just study something that I was really, really interested in. And as I came to the end of that degree, I kind of felt like, okay, well, I've done this whole marketing thing now for about six years. And I've been there and done that. And what should I do? What could be my next challenge? And one of the things that I always avoided pretty much ever since almost failing my maths A-levels was, you know, anything to do with numbers. <laughs> and so I thought, right, I'm going to go and challenge myself now and develop some numerical analytical skills and become a chartered accountant, i.e. CPA, wow. as it's called in the U.S. And so that was a, yeah, interesting concept, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had the pleasure of joining the one of the one of the biggest you know financial services firms in the world, and I loved it as well. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I was a natural talent at doing bookkeeping and auditing and financial accounting, but it kind of always like all these things throughout the story. As I look back, you know, and Steve Jobs said so beautifully about connecting the dots, looking backwards, mm -hmm. was always about really learning what makes people tick, um, igniting their potential, asking a lot of questions, 
which is really what I think is my form of creativity and art, really, because um, I've always asked a lot of questions and very deep ones, I think, um, even when I first started out as a journalist when I was 18, and, and really also getting clarity, you know, giving clarity to the client, etc. And really that, we'll talk a little bit more about that, I think, later on, about my time in finance, corporate finance for four and a half years. But um, that really all led me to discovering a little bit more about myself because I became really quite frustrated in that job and I didn't really know why. Um, and I hadn't ever really thought about what made a good day a good day, what made a bad day a bad day, and why I was feeling like I was coming out with a Sunday blues every Sunday afternoon. My poor husband, you know, suffered through that time with me. <laughs> and, um, and I was always just living from weekend to weekend. And that's really when I started to ask a lot of questions. You know, I should have picked up in a little pre-interview chat that English accent that you have going on. I mean, obviously, I know that you're German, you're from Germany, you're having Alive in Berlin, but that's so cool that you're living in the UK. You have been now, you said, for 11 years. I mean... Wow, that is quite the quite the move, and I love how you kind of use that analogy of you've you know you've shed your skin like a snake a few times and completely transformed yourself. And man, Yana, that speaks to me. That resonates with me. Going, you know, from an officer Perfect. in the U.S. Yeah. Army who was leading men in a time of war in Iraq, you know, to being in law school and then shedding shedding that skin, and then you know <laughs> trying corporate finance myself for a couple of years, and then trying residential real estate, and and now awesome. being a podcast host. I mean, hello. Hello. <laughs> but isn't it, isn't there also something for you that is kind of a common thread throughout that time? I, I'm pretty sure there would be. Let's analyze that. I'm pretty interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Let's probably. turn the tables. Uh, you you're this amazing coach. I really no, just kidding. <laughs> let's keep the focus on you, Yana, because your story is fascinating. And as you've alluded to, we have a lot to talk about because you've had failures, girl. You have had successes. You've had aha moments. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about a success quote, a mantra that really resonates with your core. Share that with Fire Nation. Totally. And, and this is one thing, John, I have been probably most excited about and I've thought a long, long and hard about, um, you know, preparing for this interview because um, I wanted to not just share something that's kind of like the, you know, cliche type uh, quote, like I'm sure most of your interviewees, I think, are thinking a lot about this. And the one that came, you know, came to me is one thing that I've recently read in Michael Singer's book, The Untethered Soul. And it is, remember, if you love life, nothing is worth closing over. Nothing ever is worth closing your heart over. Is it okay if I elaborate a bit why I find that so meaningful? This is a powerful quote, Yana. I need you to expound upon this because it obviously has deep meaning for you. And I yeah. want you to relay that to us. Absolutely. So I think um, the the reason it's actually a very, very recent thing for me that I've taken on board uh, a lot more than I used to. I think especially when you're in the personal development world, most people have heard of the concept of either being open or being closed and, you know, fear creating that kind of closing of the heart or worries about being good enough, um, you know, making us kind of close down. And especially when at the moment preparing for the conference and, and stepping out of my own comfort zone that really should be called uncomfort zone because it's not very comfortable. Um, <laughs> I am discovering that, you know, I really am working much more creatively, effectively and peacefully. And I sleep through the night if I remain open 
most of the time. And that's actually quite hard to do, but sometimes it can be also just taking a couple of deep breaths. And so this has really come, you know, to me as making quite a conscious choice to love with what is and not argue with reality when things don't go as planned. And just, it just makes me operate from a much more peaceful place. So yeah, that's why that's so meaningful for me. So Yana, it means so much, again, that you've just taken the time to, to research this quote and to see how it resonates with you as an individual, then to share that with us, Fire Nation, you know, who can really take this deep quote, this deep meaning and apply it to our lives. And let's really continue this story-like philosophy as we move forward, because you're doing so great. And, you know, focus this on your journey now as an entrepreneur. I really want to talk about, you know, those ups and those downs and those aha moments. But, you know, before we really get to those, let's talk about a failure. Let's talk about a time that you did go through some trials and tribulations, Yana, and share that moment in time with us. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. John, this is one that was really easy to think of for me in a heartbeat because one of the darkest times when I look back, especially over my adult life, um, was February, a cold February morning in 2008 when I went to the office um, of that nice, large, beautiful corporation um, that I had been working with for 18 months and as a new and you know chartered accountant in training and without expectation expecting anything magical or different you know to happen that day I walked in I was called into the office of one of the partners and he sat me down uh, with my exam results of the almost final set of my exams because you do like 10 exams here um, and with with my institute that I trained with and I had just done the last set of seven, eight, and nine. And the number nine was the one I had failed for the second time around, financial modeling on, and, and advanced finance. And uh, he sat me down and basically said, look, um, you know, given the situation um, with the economy, you know, we've got some situation, you know, some stuff going on there that we're not so sure about. And, um, you know, given that we have this clause in your contract, we will have to terminate your training contract based on you failing this exam twice. And I had been sacked before exactly six years prior, almost to the day, um, because the company that I worked for, well, I was made redundant actually in, in politically correct terms because the company that I worked for was taken over. But um, it really sub- took me so by surprise and I felt like the biggest freaking loser on earth because I didn't know who I really was without that career, without that job. And it really made me realize that, A, I found out I wasn't particularly great at finance, (laughs) which, you know, after studying a lot from 5 a.m. to 7, you know, 7 a.m. before going to work every day, uh, just kind of proved the point. But also, uh, on the other hand, it made me realize that I had been borrowing the my part of my identity and my self worth from this global company, and it really, you know, it, it really left me core shaken because I didn't really know who I was without having that on my CV, without being a part of. And wherever I went, especially here in the UK, it's such a prestigious thing to say that I'm a chartered accountant. You know, I work for this big company. Um, I didn't know who I was without that. And so it really led me to having to redefine um, 
what, you know, who I was and who I actually really wanted to be. So it led me to starting a lot deeper questions because I decided I didn't want to ever do that again and borrow prestige from a company rather than making up my own identity. Yana, I love how you tell stories. I mean, you really have this knack for taking people down to that ground level to feel like we're there with you. I mean, I got nervous, you know, when we went to the office with you to sit down with your boss. Like, I knew that we were going to get fired. I mean, hello, this is... (laughs) This is a failure story. Well, I, I didn't. I knew no, that was coming. <laughs> and I was terrified. I'm like, no, don't do it. And oh, God, you just have this so amazing crazy. way of telling stories. And, you know, I really love that phrase that you said that I had been borrowing my identity from this corporation and Fire Nation. Absorb that. Think about that. Are you currently borrowing your identity from some corporation, from some business, from something else, from some other entity besides yourself? And if so, Why? Why are you borrowing your identity? Why aren't you letting your own identity burst forth and take over your world, your bubble, the existence that you currently live in? And Yana, congratulations for you to, you know, actually getting to that point where you now are. I mean, you are a living, walking, breathing, you know, entity of yourself, identity of yourself. And for that, it's huge. And boil it down for us for Fire Nation. What's that one clear takeaway that you want us to walk away with from that experience? Well, I think from that experience, it's really about stopping and thinking about who you really want to be and in this world and whether you buy into entirely into what the organization does that you work for. Because fundamentally, I don't have a problem with working for, uh, you know, working in a corporate world in, in employment in any shape or form. But what I struggled with was that I didn't actually believe in the work that I was doing. And when that comes to that, then I think we need to ask more questions. Ask more questions. And I'm going to ask another question right now, Yana, and I hope you're going to tell us an answer that involves another story. And this story is a light bulb moment, an aha moment that you've had at some point in your journey as an entrepreneur, Yana. So tell us that story. Take it down to the ground level and walk us through the steps you took after having that idea, Yana that started that success road. Absolutely. My pleasure entirely. So now you've got to imagine moving away from this big corporate building um, in the the city to where I live on my farm. And my husband and I live in very rural England. And we have literally no neighbors but cows and uh, fields, uh, you know, in front of us, a little golf course, you know, just across the field and just hills and, and forest. And yes, I do have Wellington boots. You know, we call them wellies. So the things that like a rubber boot. <laughs> so I put those on when I'm on the farm because it's muddy. And we also have chickens and ducks and guinea fowls. So, you know, you could tread into something by accident. So you want to put on wellies is the short story. And you just imagine um, about a couple, of, I don't know how many years this would go uh, back, but a few summers ago, I was outside and I remember this really vividly because it really was like a lightning bolt type of a moment. Um, and I always... Um, clean out the duck pond in the back you know of my garden because like I mentioned we have three ducks and so I had my iPod with me you know plugged into my ears was kind of nice in the sunshine with short sleeves listening um, to Entrepreneur on Fire I get it listening to Entrepreneur on Fire (laughs) and um, and I was uh, sort of cleaning out the duck pond listening to actually 
not your podcast at that time, but uh, another person's call, uh, a lady called Brooke Castillo, who wrote a book called Self-Coaching 101. And in that, in that call, she described how a, a specific coaching model that I use almost every day since then, um, which really makes it clear that whilst a lot of the time people think that it's a circumstance that makes us feel a particular way, it was actually the thoughts that we had and the meaning that we gave to that circumstance or the event that created our emotion. And based on the emotions we feel, we would then act in a particular way and create specific results. And it, it is such a simplistic model, but it really made me think, oh, hang on a minute. So that means that I didn't have to be a victim of what was going on around me. I could decide the story that I wanted to tell myself. So even with things like the massive, honestly, biggest failure of my life of, of you know, having to leave this accountancy firm, I could turn around because I could make that mean anything and I could be without pain then. And so for me, that was really one of the biggest aha moments because it really literally changed everything from then on. Um, cause it put me in charge into the driving seat. So that was a pretty good duck pond cleanup. Yana, I love that <laughs> duck pond cleanup. I've never done a duck pond cleanup, but that's just become my favorite duck pond cleanup story that I've ever heard. <laughs> and man, I want a pair of wellies too. Is that weird? Will you send me a pair? I, I totally will. <laughs> Just tell me your shoe size. <laughs> uh, 10 men's. So what I love about these stories that you're telling is that they're so applicable, not just to you, Yana, but to Fire Nation who's sitting here listening and saying, well, where's my aha moment? Where's my lightning bolt? What's my passion that I'm going to turn into a career or a business that I'm going to have you know, this applicable information knowledge to apply to my life? Where is that happening? And Yana, the first 32 years of my life, I was wondering the same thing. And you know, yours happened near a duck pond. You know, mine happened while stuck in traffic. You know, Fire Nation, yours is going to happen who knows where, maybe on a roller coaster. I don't know. But it's going to happen if you keep exposing yourself to the right types of things. Yana was listening to a powerful audio book. You know, she listens to podcasts. She consumes great content. I was doing the same thing. I was listening to Pat Flynn's podcast and I ran out and saying, Pat Flynn has so much great content. I need more. Where's that daily podcast? So Yana, such a great story. Boil it down for us. What is one takeaway that Fire Nation should be taking from this story well, isn't it obvious uh, from both of our stories that actually how we had those epiphanies was by learning and growing and exposing ourselves to more knowledge and to information through a podcast or an audiobook. And I think it's so fundamentally important that we, that we do that because it changes the perspective. It just gives us a spark, whether it's like, I actually commit to doing this daily, just like you, you know, with the podcast. And I, I will listen to something, an audiobook or a podcast every single day when I go for a run. And so it always, there's always some gem in that. And I, I would totally adore, and I think your listeners are already doing this. Um, if everybody just invested that little bit of time, even if it's 15 minutes a day, to learn something new, to hear something different, to hear a different perspective or a story, because there's always something we can learn. And I think, you know, clearly Fire Nation already knows and appreciates this. 
Fire Nation, you are talking to the creme de la creme, Yana. These people are taking time right now, whether they're driving to work or to a friend's house or running or folding laundry, walking their dog. They are taking this time, you know, not to listen to Miley Cyrus's latest album, but to maybe feed their <laughs> mind so they can have their aha moment like you've had yours, like I've had mine. And Yana, you've had a lot of great moments in your life, but share with us right now your proudest entrepreneurial moment. So this is funny, actually, because as we talked earlier, something else popped into my mind. So I'll share one and a half. And the half is that um, the the gentleman who led the office that we talked about earlier, who's the senior partner at the office, is still one of my close mentors today, many years later. And there was this like this specific moment when my assistant picked up the phone and he spoke to her wanting to speak to me and realized that it wasn't me. And she said, no, 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 I'm Yana's assistant. And for me, the moment where my old boss calls me, my office, and has to speak to my assistant because he can't get through to me. That was kind of a little moment of delight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put have that to cherry say. on top. <laughs> Absolutely. And on, on, the, on the more serious side, um, I think right now is actually quite a proud time of my life. And even though the conference Alive in Berlin hasn't yet happened, I'm so, so stoked about all the things that have already happened, the people that I've been able to connect with through it, the, the people that have come on board out of the blue that offered help, like, you know, just emailing me, pulling it together. And, and I think what makes this specifically interesting is that it's very easy to think of external validation type stuff, right? Like, so client testimonials have had some really moving video testimonials, press coverage, all those kinds of things. But really what I think pride is about is this, this internal you know, internally generated type emotion. And with Alive, I think it, it hits closer to home for me because it really goes beyond me. It's so much bigger than I am and it has become so much bigger than I could have ever, you know, made it on my own because there are so many other people involved. And I've been so blessed by having some people just step up magically and just, you know, do something and create something with me that is just super meaningful to me. And that is something I'm honestly proud of. And I know that I will probably shed a couple of tears at the end of May when it's all over. And I'm just, you know, partly relieved, but also partly massively amazed about what we've all created. So that's really something I'm proud of. Well, Yana, I've only just met you and I'm incredibly proud about what you're creating with Alive in Berlin and just the pre-interview chat when we got to talk a little bit about it. You know, I brought up that Kate and myself are going to Europe for 14 days in May and we got excited for a second because, you know, there was an opportunity that maybe there'd be some overlap there because obviously that's something I would love to dip into and say hello and, and just see what you have created. Unfortunately, the dates are not matching up and uh, it's not going to happen, but, you know, just congratulations congratulations for you know creating something that you're passionate about and you definitely you should be shedding many tears of both joy and pride for you know what that culmination will be and and yana let's let's talk about this now let's bring things to present time because you do have a lot of exciting things going on the mm -hmm. duck cleanups you know walking <laughs> around in your wellies alive in berlin share with fire nation one thing that just has you really fired up right now 
I mean, it's bound to be alive, right? Yeah. Because it's it's in existence because it's everything that I dreamt of that makes me feel alive. In fact, it's quite scary in a way how much a reflection it is of my journey in the past 10 years, over the past 10 years. And it is something that um, has become such a test um, and testament to my own growth and development. And it's really forced me to grow in lightning speed over the last six to nine months. But also, it's just, like I said, just now, so beautiful to see how people have contributed and really believe in something that I believe in. That's sort of something so magical I had not really experienced before. Because as a coach, you know, I'm one-on-one with my clients all the time. And it doesn't necessarily involve other people or a bigger audience or a bigger platform and especially because I started alive thinking well you know I don't really have many Twitter followers or a massive platform or a massive email list and you know who, who would come anyway and you know so there were a lot of limiting beliefs in that at first for me but really to see it come together is, is super exciting and you know aliveness doesn't just come in form of oh my god this is amazing it also comes in form of sleepless nights <laughs> just want to make that clear <laughs> and me tossing and turning between four and five normally um and not that it's become a habit but you know it's really been challenging you know and forced me to grow and release some of the fears that i had and just be like okay you know what like Brene brown said is this worth doing even if i f it up yes it is and so that's where, you know, that's why it makes me feel alive because I think there's also an element of having to take a risk and, you know, doing something that is beyond you that you don't even know how it's going to happen that makes people feel alive. If we always just did the same thing and, you know, the same way we've always done it, then I don't think there's much aliveness in that. So definitely one of the things that, are super, that I'm super stoked about right now. Well, Yana, I'm stoked for you. And I think there's an image that just sums up everything you said so well. Just picture a white piece of paper and then a little black dot and, you know, words pointing to that black dot that says your comfort zone. And then that (laughs) white piece of paper, that remaining 99.9% saying where all the magic happens. Exactly. And Yana, that's where you're going to where the magic happens. Absolutely. And I I think it's important to note for the listeners that that doesn't necessarily mean because it's called comfort zone, but it's actually not comfortable, is it? I don't know who gave it that name, but that's kind of wrong. Um, But also in the uncomfort zone, if you will, on that white sheet of paper, (laughs) I think it's important to say that it's not all going to be pretty. Right. Like it's not all been happy. In fact, I thought I was going to enjoy the whole process a lot more than I did for some of the time. And I think, you know, when people like your listeners leap out to, into, into that comfort zone or out of that comfort zone, whatever that may be, um, it's, it's okay to expect a little bit of turbulence too. No, thanks for that transparency. Thank you for being genuine and painting that real picture. And Yana, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. I see my logo as my company's signature. It tells the whole story of Entrepreneur on Fire with just a few words and an image. Beyond being hot, obviously, we're inspiring, energetic, modern, clear. But before you start working on your logo, our friends at 99designs recommend that you nail down your brand's voice and personality. Then your logo can accurately reflect those things. Is your company fun, traditional, quirky, 
Pick five adjectives to describe who you are. When you create a design brief at 99designs, you'll share this info with a community of thousands of designers. It will help them choose the colors, fonts, and symbols that best represent your personality. And once you launch a logo contest, you'll only have to wait a few days before you start seeing all the great ideas roll on in. What are you waiting for? Go get a logo for $299 at 99designs.com slash fire. Get a 99 power pack of services for free at 99designs.com slash fire. Did you know that 90% of all mail traffic is garbage? Who has the time for that? With a cloud-based email filtering service, one that operates outside of your network to reduce both network and server load, you could be saving yourself a ton of time and stress. Think about it like this. How much more time and energy could you be putting into bigger projects if you weren't concerned with the mail traffic on your server? Whitelist, blacklist. Imagine being able to work on your business instead of in your business when it comes to email deliverability. No one wants to worry about their mail server being compromised because of spam or viruses, and with MailRoute, you won't have to. Set it and forget it. That's what you can expect from MailRoute, where there is no hardware or software to install and live customer support available to help you when you need it most. For a free trial, go to MailRoute.net, enter promo code EOF for 10% off the lifetime of your account. And Yana, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, (laughs) where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yeah, go for it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, you know, just that everything, high need for certainty um, in terms of, you know, who am I? How am I going to make money? Like that was a big deal for me because I like safety and certainty. So my husband already had his own business for many, many years. And I was like, oh, no, there can't be two business owners in the household. You know, are we going to be able to pay our mortgage, etc.? But it's really it was a whole range of limiting beliefs of what I could and couldn't do. Um, And I just I just had to take one at a time. But also what was pretty exciting, the moment I knew what I wanted to do, I didn't really care about them so much anymore. I just knew I had to do that. It was something that I couldn't not do. What is the best advice you've ever received? Just freaking do it. <laughs> back to Nike, <laughs> and baby. And that's why we come back to that. I honestly have to say because um, it kind of goes in, you know, in line a little bit with something I, I might say later on again. But it's it's really... It's really so, so powerful to not have it be all, you know, pretty and with a little bow on top and just freaking do something, essentially. Love that. Listen to my first 50 episodes, Fire Nation. It's not pretty. (laughs) There's no bow on top of that. It's just a guy with no broadcast experience talking like a robot. And Yana, share one of your personal habits that you believe contribute to your success. Well, I have this absolute skill that I didn't actually appreciate until quite late in my life that I am very organized and very structured in the way I work. So I just get a lot of stuff done in very short amounts of time. And I do them now, like I deal with stuff right now. I'm always like, when's now a good time? You know, Um, so whenever there's something coming in, I handle stuff right away. And that just means I ship a lot and I make decisions a lot faster. And really what this boils down to is this idea of done is the new perfect right like 
who you know gives a damn if this is like the prettiest website, the best copy, the best whatever, um, because let's just get it done. And I, I really like how Seth Godin always um, really, he's coined this phrase of shipping, hasn't he? So that's what I am most focused on is just to ship it, something, do something. <laughs> done is the new perfect. I love that phrase, Yana. And I got to be honest with you, like whenever I'm working with a designer or, you know, somebody for like some audio thing or I'm working with my Facebook ad guy, they're always like, John, like we now see why you get so much stuff done because you are on it. They're like, we send you something, you get it right back to us. Like you are just there, like pushing the envelope. And that's just how I operate too. And it's kind of funny because I always ask my guest Fire Nation right before we start, I say, you know, hey, Yana, you know, those are all the questions that I have in the little pre-interview chat here. But, you know, I'd love to answer any questions that you have before we start. You know, that's how I always end every pre-interview chat. And Yana, you know, she didn't have to ask anything about the interview because she's fully prepared. But she goes, well, John, tell me about like your schedule. Like, when do you do (laughs) interviews? Do you do one a day, three or four, two days a week? How do you do that? And she was honestly curious about how I run my schedule and about how I do a seven day a week podcast. And I told her, I said, listen, I do eight every single Monday, Yana, that batching method. And guess what? She appreciated that because that's how she runs her coaching programs, you know, batching method, because that's when we do it. People try to call me on Monday. They try to set up appointments on Monday. Don't even try. You don't have a (laughs) prayer. I mean, the Pope could say, John, I want to just come hang out and have a coffee Monday at 11 a.m. And I'd say, you know, sorry, it's going to have to wait till 4 p.m. because I have interviews all day. Like, that's truly my schedule and I'm sticking to it. You are too, you on a Fire Nation. It's a great way to really bring in and control your life. And on that note, Yana, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Absolutely. And and really, I think what we're both describing is essentially just batching out time, like blocking out chunks of time to be really most effective. And one of the challenges that I found on the days where I'm not coaching, where I want to do creative work or writing or, you know, really have to focus on something specific and not my client, um, that I got a lot of distractions, whether it's the email inbox or the Facebook or, you know, the different kind of notifications <laughs> everywhere. And so the couple of suggestions that I would love to share with the Fire Nation are an app called Momentum App, which is for Chrome, that I totally adore. It's super sweet. It just basically means every time you open a new tab, it brings a gorgeous picture um, of some beautiful piece, you know, some part of the world. And then it gives the time and it says, you know, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, Yana. And then what do you need to focus on today? And then you can type in your name, but also you can type in what you want to focus on. And it's a really beautiful reminder every time you open a new tab. So that's a really cool piece I recently nice. discovered. And it makes a really small but significant difference to my day because I'm every day, like, every day I'm like, oh, this is really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the focus. <laughs> and exactly. And um, the other one is OmWriter. Um, a, a software that is uh, for writers or for people who write anything really um, where it basically takes all the distractions away. It goes all big screen. It's a very, very simple text formatting tool with some background noise. And I just always feel like this puts me into com- in a completely different place when I write. And I, I would highly recommend it. It's OM Writer, so O-M-M Writer. I'm sure we're going to share the link anyway. You got it because Fire Nation knows they can find the links to these resources and everything that we're chatting about, Yana, at eofire.com slash Yana Schubert. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Yana, what would it mm. be? 
Well, it's got to be The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer because recently it was recommended to me and it's a very, very, like very recent, like I'm still reading the last pages of it, but oh my God, it was exactly what I was looking for because I found, you know, especially people like us and and the listeners who are very much involved in this personal development world, you know, we hear a lot of the same stuff over and over and in different ways and, and that's valuable too. But what I was missing was a level of depth to this topic of being enough and coming to peace with, you know, really feeling good enough. And so I asked for a few resources on Facebook and somebody shared this book, The Untethered Soul, and it really Wow. I mean, it's really a book that I'm going to cherish. I've made lots of notes, so I would highly recommend for anyone to pick it up if you want some more deep questioning and a little bit more soul searching. So it's really worth picking up. Powerful. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. I know that Yana loves audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Yana, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. You just woke up, stretched, yawned, walked outside, Yana. The sun is shining. It's not England anymore. It's San Diego. (laughs) What do you do in the next seven days? Yeah, it's it's fascinating that question for me because I'm like, why would I need a laptop or $500? Like the first thing that I would honestly do is to go where there's other people, connect with them and really see how I can build a new community around myself and how I can serve those people. So for me, life is so much about love and connection because they make me feel alive that I wouldn't give a damn about the laptop or the money and would just go into the community and serve. And I don't know, even if it was as simple as like, helping somebody garden or you know clean an old lady's house I wouldn't really care about that but it's about people and meeting new people and connecting with those well Jana it would be an understatement to say that I merely enjoyed this conversation because I truly had a blast so thank you for sharing your journey your stories with Fire Nation and leave us with one parting piece of guidance share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye sure so I think the final piece of guidance would have to be pursue whatever what makes you feel alive and that is you know that that, I think that's all that it needs to be you know needs to be explained um everybody you know can find us on on the on the website of the conference of course aliveinberlin.com or on my own homepage which is janaschubert.com and I'd be honored to, you know, answer any questions or, you know, share what, however I can share and invite you to our European community over here too. Wonderful. Well, Yana, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about, your website, your contact information, books, resources that you've recommended throughout at eofire.com and just type Yana in the search bar, Fire Nation. That's J-A-N-A. Yana, but it's J-A-N-A. And her show notes page will pop right up. And Yana, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, John. It's a pleasure. Fire Nation, are you interested in creating your own podcast? 
If so, you should come check out our next live webinar for Podcasters Paradise. During the webinar, I talk about the strategies I've used to grow my podcast to over 450,000 unique downloads a month. Plus, I'll give you a sneak peek at the Podcasters Paradise community so you can decide if it's the right fit for you. Sign up today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.